Welcome to our podcast, Why? I'm Bernice Cox. I am the president and CEO of United Way of the Big Ben. Today's guest is Eric Davis. He is the chairman of the board of directors of United Way of the Big Ben, and he is a banker at Smart Bank. Today, we're going to uncover his why about many things. One, one that we talked about was him being a marathon runner. And he said after that first marathon, when he crossed that finish line, it was a game changer. Let's find out why. Please join us. Eric Davis, who is our chairman of United Way of the Big Bend Board of Directors, welcome to our podcast today. We're so thankful that you're here with us. Thank you, Bernice. My pleasure. And Eric, you're also with Smart Bank, a banker with Smart Bank, and you're going to tell us more about that later. But because you're the chairman of our board of directors, I'm just going to jump right in. Let's do it. Why United Way? I know you have a history with United Way, but why is United Way important to you, Eric Davis? Bernice, um, United Way plays into me sitting here with you doing this podcast, me being in Tallahassee, being in this community. And in my youth, United Way is one of those logos that stands out. In my teens, you know, growing up in a tough area, I was driven every day of the summer of a couple very impactful summers to a Boys and Girls Club that was funded by the United Way. We got United Way t-shirts. We played softball in different color t-shirts. Had a great time in a safe environment. We got a couple meals a day, and no one had to worry if I was okay being down the street or around the corner. And because of that, you know, I know for a fact some of my friends made some bad decisions in those summers. Some of my friends are no longer with us. Some of my friends are incarcerated. And the availability and the ease for me to make one of those decisions and not be sitting here right now, the entire direction of my life to be changed, I credit a lot of it to the United Way. Wow. I've not heard that from you before, Eric. Thank you so much for sharing that with us today. What a, what a true testimony. My goodness. And then your you're, you're first, I, I can't say your first because I don't know that for a fact, but one of your other entrees to United Way was being a loaned executive. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about the, that experience as a loaned executive because that's, that's working with our workplace campaign. So that's a lift as soon as you walk in the door on that. Bernice, that was a joy, and it was my entry into the United Way of the Big Ben. So early on in my career, I was in a management trainee program, and I was presented with an opportunity to be a loan executive. It wasn't a voluntold. It was truly an opportunity, and it was my pleasure because, again, it was the United Way coming up. And to when you're a, a loan executive, it, I felt like I was really a part of the team. I left the volunteer role, and I was on – the well, team you, you of the United Way. Yeah. It's like staff. You know, yeah, I have I'm campaign. I'm coordinating team. with staff right. members. We're going out and we're meeting, um, you know, very um, involved individuals in their companies, but also in the community. And I have friends that I met that were um, coordinators at companies back in 2006, 2007. Um, that I worked with as a loan executive, oh, that I run marathons and travel with and hang out and have coffee with, and that comes from being a loan executive and being new to the community, getting to meet people while also doing good. You know, that's pretty, that's amazing. Uh, and, and thank you for being a loan executive because I know that, like you said, that's work as well. You feel like you're really part of that. You Absolutely. are part of the team. Not, not only feel like it, but you are part of the team. Uh, you know, the other thing, too, is I know you've served on United Way's Finance Committee. Uh, I had the opportunity before being in this position on serving on the board with you, and you were our treasurer and just did an amazing job. Thank Tell you. us a little bit about that experience and, and, and what that meant to you as well. Well, being in finance, um, working with the Finance Committee for uh, a number of years, you know, was my pleasure. It was an opportunity to use a skill set that I've been able to build 
with an organization that I love, which made it so much easier. It didn't, you know, it's not a task. It's nothing that you, you worry about. You just enjoy coming in and having a high level conversation that you know is the lifeblood of this organization and doing a good job in it plays a larger role in the organization and the community because it's important. Well, you have been uh, so all in on United Way for many years, from teenage years uh, on Absolutely. to today, and now that you're leading the organization as chairman of board of directors. You know, I also want to talk about your career choice. I mean, there, there are things that we do all the time, and we ask ourselves, why am I doing that? You know, why am I parenting the way I'm parenting? Why am I uh, running marathons? We may get to that later because I know you, I've been a marathoner and runner, and you certainly are a marathon runner. Uh, but also, why your career choice? Uh, why banking? You've spent many years in banking. Uh, if you would share with us, why banking? Uh, you know, I don't think we've talked about this, and we've talked about everything. I, we've talked so. about a lot. We haven't, no. So, growing up, again, I keep going back to my youth, you know, not a lot of people getting up, putting on suits and ties, and going to work every day, you know, in my community. Didn't see anyone actually doing it, but on television, you know, I would see doctors and lawyers and that was always the professional but I don't even I can't tell you right now what show I was watching but somehow on a TV I saw a banker in a suit with a briefcase and I was intrigued and you know so I always enjoyed business and things of that nature but if you look back in my eighth grade um, memory file from Clark School of Math and Science shout out um, <laughs> it says banking as my career choice it said the University of South Alabama, wow. and it said economics. Why as an eighth grader did I know that, wow. and why did it all actually work out in that fashion? Um, but somewhere I saw a banker in it, and I started looking into it, and I saw the importance. And my why is I feel like in life a person should have their physician. They should have ideally an attorney, mm -hmm. a CPA, and you need your banker. Um, certainly if you're um, – working toward wealth and or you're operating um, a business that you truly care about, you need to know your banker by name. So I feel like it's a person who plays an important role in an individual and in a business's life and it's impactful. And you know, you're at Smart Bank now. Yes. Uh, I, and why Smart Bank and what do you love doing there as well? Why Smart Bank? Mm -hmm. Smart Bank um, because I love the culture of the bank right now and it's one that not many people know you see our signs around mm -hmm. the community and they're coming up more often um, we'll have a full branch opening in January of 2023 it's under renovation now but really it's because of the people the people at smart bank in this community so my friend Jack mm -hmm. and my friend Maggie who I've worked with previously at another institution gave a call to me when there was an opportunity to expand the bank and, you know, telling me all about it, what's going on, and their experiences there. But when you know the people who are going to be on your team, you know how they work when things get tough and when you're in the trenches, it makes it so much easier to be there. So never and, and, you, and you, you also know, I think the other thing is you also, you're following your passion. You're following something that you already knew without knowing in the eighth grade, kind of knew without knowing in the eighth grade, right. about, if I give me the liberty to say that. Uh, and then it really is important when you know you're working with people that have your back and you have their back. There's nothing better than that, I think, as far as a work environment as well, that you really care about each other and that you know each other's strengths and can elevate each other's strengths and take care of someone's weaknesses and elevate that as well. Exactly. You know, I'm going to go back to United Way. Okay. And, and I think you're okay with that. Absolutely. As chairman of our board of directors. You know, you and I have had many conversations as we have worked through uh, uh, the past year serving on the board, director, uh, board together and then in this position as well. As well, and especially as a chairman of the board of directors. 
Uh, I'm okay with sharing that uh, I'm a product of a Title I school, elementary, middle, and high school. All of the schools that I went through are Title I schools. And as you know, uh, we serve 13 of our Title I schools and Reading Pals and Math Pals and, and Smile United program. Um, share with us, and I'm going to lean in on Reading Pals now right. because we've seen learning loss uh, in our school system due to COVID. Uh, I think there's nothing more important than uh, making sure, and it's statistically it's been shown, that you have to be able to read in the third grade at the third grade reading level in order to have a successful career, to graduate high school, maybe some post-secondary education, and basically be able to have a job that takes care of you and your family, that you're able to, to, to really pay those bills and, and have a good productive life. Of course, that means we start early, kindergarten through third. This year we're expanding into VPK with the pilot program in VPK. Why for you is that important as you look at uh, those programs uh, in Title I schools uh, particularly, but also as you look at those programs, Reading Pals, Math Pals, Smile United, and like I said, let's lean in a little bit on Reading Pals. Absolutely. So I'm a huge reader. I enjoy reading. Um, it's an escape um, opportunity mm -hmm. to be you expand um, your imagination and really be educated while being entertained, and that's the way I utilize it. Um, and I know that for kids to get that power, despite what situation they're living in every day, when they are avid readers, enjoy reading, um, they're gonna be exposing themselves to more, exposing the horizon and painting those pictures of those opportunities of what can be another day. It's a gateway um, to your future when you're comfortable reading. And just like you said, um, being a reader and being a confident, competent reader early on is the key to all of your success, success throughout school. And everyone should have that power. And the Reading Pals, the way that the program operates, and I love to get the updates on Reading Pals and what's taking place with it because it's one that we can see throughout the entire community, the success of it. And the truth is, in 10 years, we're going to really see the success of 2020, 2021, 2022 Reading Pals. And beyond that, 15 years because the individuals that are impacted and get this one-on-one, -on -one, this wonderful um, gift that's being given by um, volunteers in our community um, will come back and say thank you. And, and I really like, appreciate your point about, you know, the reading. I mean, I, I, so many times whenever you and I meet or when you come to a United Way meeting, you've got a book with you. You've got a novel that you're working on. So I, I really understand the, how much you love reading and the power of reading. Uh, the other thing that, that Reading Pals uh, does is, is that mentorship. There's a one-on-one -on -one relationship, and it is throughout the academic year. It is not just, you know, uh, not that it's not important to go in and read to a student, but it is, it's assessed, it's one hour a week where those individuals get that kind of attention uh, with their mentor, uh, not only about reading, but probably some the, some uh, other additional emotional support that they get that really makes a difference in their lives. I'm going to lean on mentorship and your love for reading. Yeah. There is a book that uh, you've mentioned that really uh, meant a lot to you uh, that you've read, and it also leans in on mentorship, right. and, and that's a personal to you on, in your life. And that book is How to Become a Rainmaker. Did I say it right, Eric? Did. did I yes. say it right? Yes. <laughs> sometimes I tell us about that book and also tell us about that mentorship experience and how you're going to pass that on a little bit. Absolutely. So I was introduced to this book, I want to say in 2014, by a senior executive of the institution that I was with. And, you know, he and I had many conversations. We kind of hit it off. And I received the package in the mail at my office, and I opened it. And it's this book with a note on the inside of the cover um, for me to read it and let him know what I think about it. And I read through this book, and 
I mean, I read it and I take notes from it and I make sticky notes and, and all around my office from it because there were just so many nuggets in the book that jumped out that could be impactful in life, but also in my career. Fast forward to the next year, actually applying the tips that I picked up from this book. I got banker of the year throughout the state of Florida in this institution, and that's against these metro markets, and here I am in Tallahassee, Florida, and I do this. So you're, you're talking Miami, you're talking uh, throughout the state, Orlando, big cities, Jacksonville, bigger metro markets, right? Metro markets. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. And, you know, of course, it's a team effort, um, but... I attribute it directly to this book. So this is a book that, you know, every year or so, I'll pick it up and I'll read it just because a refresher is always key. So now when I'm working somewhere and there's a younger banker or a banker who is transitioning into a new role or something of that nature, um, I usually pass off this book and say, hey, take a look at it. And when you're done, pass it to someone else who you think may need it. But I want to know what you think of it. Mm -hmm. um, so here I am ordering another copy of it because uh, – it's You're another ready. opportunity for me to refresh, but there's also another banker that I want to pass it off to because I think that passing those things forward, helping someone else out, you know, that it's mentorship, a, it's, it's that mentorship is so important. I know there's been so many times in my life, and for me, without some of those mentors, I I certainly wouldn't have moved forward uh, in in some of the positions that I had as well, you know. You and I have talked about this a lot. Uh, I'm a former marathon runner. I absolutely love marathons. Uh, I loved running. Uh, I still work out. Exercise is my, my thing. Uh, exercise for me is really important in my life. Um, also, I used to play soccer. Um, love soccer. Physical support. I mean, it's a real physical sport. Uh, got a few yellow cards. Uh, actually got a couple of red cards and was proud about them. I Shouldn't be sharing that with you, should I, I Mr. Chairman? This. Yes, but those were I actually were proud of. Uh, those were in co-ed games, so we, we can talk about that offline. But the point I'm getting to is, you and I have had conversation about this. You are a runner. You're a marathon runner. Why? Why, why is that so important to you? Uh, we're going to finish on this. Why is that so important to you, Eric Davis? All right. If you ever want to know someone's a marathon runner, just wait five seconds. They'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, we'll let you know. We but will. You, you'll we know will. in a moment. <laughs> but, I'm proud of that. That yeah. slips into almost every conversation just, I have. Just, I, but mine is, I used to be a marathon runner. <laughs> Go ahead, Eric. But I, my running, you know, I haven't been a distance runner all my life. I was a guy who didn't want to do the mile in high school. Mm -hmm. You know, that was long. I ran track, sprinting. Mm -hmm. But in 2015, I've... you know, I got on a scale at Publix, and I didn't like the number. And I'm not a tall guy. And, you know, and I, <laughs> my, you know, my waist size, things were getting um, out of hand. So I started to work out, and I stumbled into distance running. You know, and I mean, running, being able to run a 5K mm -hmm. was amazing. And then I met people who... When I was out, hey, I'm going to run three miles, and I'm very proud of it. And I asked the question, so how far are you going today? And 15, 15. And like, wow, people do this. And it just went forward from there. But what I found was in a career, you know, with life, with family, there's stresses. And while I'm out there running, you know, after work or running in the morning, you can work through a problem so clearly. I'm four or five miles in. And that answer hits me, and I feel great. And I'm already riding these endorphins from being out there exercising anyway. But now I have a solution that I was going to go into the office and resolve that's already taken care of. So you go in with a smile on your face. You're feeling great. And running just became that. And it 
kept going and I, literally and, uh, and you know and it's such lessons for life too i know for me there were so many there were there were times whenever i was either tra i was training for a marathon particularly that i would go this is the week i need to do you know that 14 mile run yes. or that 16 mile run and we get to the day and i would wake up and i'd go whoa i've got 16 miles in front of me but I did it, yes. and it was that also just trans translated so well, and for me into my own life, and any kind of anything that came up for me, struggles that came up for me, it gave me confidence because by golly, I wasn't feeling so great when I was supposed to do that 16 miles. But guess what? I did it. I attacked it. Maybe not felt so great afterwards, but I, you know what I'm saying. But I, I did do. it and I attacked it. That was the other thing for me, and I, you and I have talked about that. I think that's something for you as well that that you felt. Well, here's the thing. So. I tell people this, my first marathon was the Savannah uh, Rock and Roll Marathon in 2016. When I crossed that finish line, so much changed. It, when you run 26.2 miles, you know, that completion, that success of that journey that it takes to get there, there's not much that you feel like you can't complete. I enrolled in an MBA program shortly after it because what I had been putting off doing was now that's nothing, you know, compared to the physical excursion necessary for the planning, the training. You run 500 or more miles in most training plans just to run 26.2 miles. Most people don't understand the amount of distance that you put in in preparation for 26.2. When you set that goal and you achieve it, something clicks in your head. You know, I'm not advocating for everybody to run a marathon. You should, but if you, <laughs> but if you, if you put a target of that nature, set it's, a goal and set the goal. That's the other part. Setting the goal to and get to that goal, goal. Right. Things change. Well, Eric, I know we've already talked about several goals here at United Way since you've been chair. Uh, yes. We've we've moved some of those forward. I look forward to moving uh, with you as a partner and and your board of directors moving others forward. Thank you for joining us today. We're so thrilled that you have to have you on our podcast. Thank you. Bernice, it was my pleasure. I enjoyed it.